This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am so excited to be talking with all of you today. Um, I hope everyone is safe and doing well. I know that there's just a lot of chaos going on for all of us, and so I hope that the show brings you a bit of escapism and certainly a fabulous new author to look up if, you, if she is new to you. Um, our author today is Erica Hale, and she's always loved writing. So with a lot of encouragement from her mom, she wrote her very first book, and she never looked back. To date, she's penned half a dozen books, including those from her thriller Tomahawk series. She loves hearing from her readers as she continues to create her fabulous stories. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram, and her latest release, Bow and Arrow, is available now on Amazon. So welcome to the show, Erica. How are you today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me today. A- absolutely. So I know that um, I had watched an interview with you uh, that was back mm-hmm. in February, and you had talked about writing that first book, and your mom had inspired you to write it. Was that yeah. the first book that you actually got published? Because some people write that first book, and they're like, okay, I know I can finish a book, and now we're just going to put that <laughs> under the bed and no one's ever going to see it. But did you print, get that book published or did you write a different book? Yes. Yes. I wrote that uh, initially for my mom. My mom is more of, you know, crime, espionage, you know, that type of um, mm-hmm. genre of books. And so she was just like, and, I, and I, she was, I can't remember the book that she was, I think it was Brad. Thor, and if you know anything about Brad Thor, he does a lot of this show. Oh, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Okay. No. A so um, she, yeah, little, yeah, got me going there. But uh, she uh, <laughs> likes those type of books, and I, and I was just joking around. I was like, man, I could write better than him. And she was like, I dare you to. And I was like, oh, mm. okay, uh, all right. And so I wrote the Tomahawk <laughs> series. And she loved it, and she was like, so why don't you publish it? And I was like, nah. She was like, well, I dare you to. And I was like, okay, here we go. So then after that, uh-huh. it was just like something that I just do, do now. She gave me the right. courage and the support to do so. So I was like, if mommy likes it, everybody should like it. So, Right. So did you sit down and pen all the Tomahawk series? Like did you plan out the series, or did you just start with book one and then fed off of that? How did you, how did you do that? Um, with the first Tomahawk, um, like I said, I wrote it, wrote it for my mom, sent it out and people actually liked it. And that, that's what kind of like freaked me out a little bit. Cause I was like, oh my goodness. Sure. I'm getting great reviews. It was, it was like, oh my gosh, it was like really surreal. And everyone was like, so too. And so I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. So I basically, yeah, I wrote two and three within a month. So I was okay. just like, I was working a different shift, and I was just like, hey, let me just, and I just sat, and I just wrote and wrote and wrote. So that's how it kind of started, and I never kind of looked back. Yeah. I mean, isn't that bizarre? I mean, you, you create these characters, and we all know they're fiction, right? But people are saying, so what about so-and-so? I mean, what happens next? And yeah. and it's like they're yeah. talking about real people. <laughs> and in my mind, they are real people. I mean, they, they come across and, you, you know, you talk to different authors and things and they're just like, you know, they, they talk to you, you know, your characters speak mm-hmm. and, you know, they're, they're not you, they're people, you know, you get pieces of people that you know, obviously. 
and what would they say? What would they do in this situation? Uh-huh. And you you think of those things, you know, you're at the grocery store, and you know, like, what would this person do in the grocery store? What would they do yeah. in this setting? So that's how you kind of create. Yeah. Do you, you yeah. think that, I mean, we're, I mean, everybody always has a bad review, right? And so, oh, yeah. um, I mean, you can look up any story, and it, it is. Was that first bad review hard? I cried. <laughs> I cried for, I think I cried myself to sleep that night on that first bad yeah. one. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, just, it was just like someone kicking your kid. You know what I mean? That's your uh-huh. child. That's what you created. And so it's just like. It's just it felt like someone just slapped your baby in your face, and yeah. you can't do anything about it. And that's how that's right. how I took it. And you know, after a while, you know, you get bad reviews. You know, some of them, you know, you take that critique and you you know you use it as fuel, and you keep going, and you get better. That's what you're supposed to do. And then you get the reviews mm-hmm. like give you a one star oh I just didn't like the character he's just like dude no (laughs) no not a one star not because of that but you know everyone has opinions and that's fine um I was telling another author friend of mine who was going through the cut you know she was new and she was like what do you do when you get a bad review and what I do I go to the big names James Patterson Stephen King uh Sandra Brown uh and I look at their bad reviews Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. know that one day I may be as big as they are, but they get bad reviews too. No one's above. Oh, for it. sure. And mm-hmm. that, and oh, I, don't know, I don't like to say, mm-hmm. yeah, any book. You know, you're going to have people that just don't like it. There's movies that people love that I didn't like. It's just what it is. And I, I hate right. to say that I, I take glee in other people's pain, but it's like when I read those, like James Patterson, I'm just like, okay, he got a bad review too, so. I could live. I could. I could. <laughs> right. I could look myself in the mirror. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny because that first time I had gotten my first book published, and I was so excited, and then that first bad review came in. I was like, you, I was just devastated. I'm like, but you don't oh, understand yeah. what I'm doing. And um, yeah. so, and then after a while, you write a few, and you're like, eh, I'm not even looking. You know, I just I don't even yeah. want to know. Um, but right. my mom will. <laughs> My mom will look, and she's like, can you believe? And I'm like, well, I yeah, don't yeah, know what to yeah. tell you, Mom. <laughs> yeah, it just, it is, it, yeah, it's just the nature of the beast. It's, it's with anything. Um, yeah. I've read, yeah. I've seen great movies, movies that I love that get bashed by critics. I mean, like, torn apart yeah. by critics and actors. I love Keanu Reeves. Critics hate Keanu yeah. Reeves, but I love him. So, I mean, it's just, oh, he's you know, things like that are just, you know, it just happens. And you just, it's like I said, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. It is. It is. And so I, I think that's brilliant advice about, you know, anybody who's worried about reviews. And I think that's a big fear that a lot of people don't, yeah. you know, even though I dare you to write, they, they won't do it mm-hmm. because of that fear oh, no. of being criticized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like anything else because you're, I think, like, especially with Tomahawk, my first one, it was, you know, you feel so naked. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, yes. you put it out and you just kind of like sit back and wait and cringe like, oh, my God, or, you know, are people going to like it? Or people are gonna, like my friends are going to think I'm weird. You know, you think it like, you know, you think all these horrible thoughts until, you know, someone that you never met, never saw, probably will never meet says, you know what? Man, I love that book. That's what you, that's 
who you do it for. Man, I was going through a yeah. rough time, and I was stuck at work, and I read it, and I just felt so much better. It was just like, I'm so glad that the heroes won in the end, and you're just like, ah, I'm yeah. you. You know what I mean? It's that. I mean, you get that kind of glee off of it. So you just it's just like anything else. It's just you got to take the good with the bad. Right. And I, and it's interesting because I don't think a lot of times as we're writing it, you know, these, these characters, and I'm sure like you were saying, they really speak to you. They tell you what they want to do and where they want to go. And we're mm-hmm. writing it. We're just kind of in that storyteller mindset, but we've all read right. books. and I'm sure you have too, where things were just terrible in your life or something yeah. awful happened or something just kind of sideswept you and you read something that right. kept you sane. Um, mm-hmm. You're, I mean, you're forever grateful to that person who decided to sit down and write a story. And oh, yeah. I think that we have to keep that in mind too. Now, I mean, oh, obviously yeah. we're all human, um, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it is a, it is cool when someone goes, you know, you know, your book really helped me. And and like you said, you've had the same where people are coming right. up to you going, please tell me more. You know, I, I just, right. I love that. I, yeah. I love it when, when readers fall in love with, with your characters, it's fun. Oh, so why, would you oh yeah why would you pick crime thriller versus um paranormal or um you know what what is that what about that draw drew you to telling the story um for me crime mystery suspense that's all i mean as a kid i've always loved that um i'm from washington state and so okay. in the summer i don't know about you but in the, in the summer we would have to go with my great grandmother, who did not okay. have cable. Yeah. So it right. was murder she wrote in the heat of the <laughs> night. Matlock. Oh, oh yeah. Perry uh-huh, Mason. Uh-huh. Columbo. That was it. And right. I, I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to age myself, but what was oh gosh, um, Moonlighting. You know, with Bruce Willis. How old oh is that? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what you know. For a whole summer, that's all I watched with my great grandmother. We would sit in the bed. And we will watch murder mysteries all day long. Okay. I hate it because you want to watch MTV and stuff like that. You know, you want to do other things and stuff. But it was just like, I loved it because you're trying to figure, you know, her and I would sit and be like, who, you know, who did it? Who killed this person? Right, and how. Uh And how, and how do they get away with it? And how did our, you know, um, our protagonist figure it out? You know, and and those are the types of things that, that intrigued me. And then as I got older, my brother and I would watch, oh gosh, um, everything Steven Seagal. <laughs> I know this is so cheesy. Okay. Everything Steven Seagal. Yeah. I mean, just those kind of movies, those action, you know, I, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, we had Steven Seagal, Bruce Willis, uh, Sylvester Stallone. You know, we had all those action, those alpha males, those guys that came in mm-hmm. and they got it done. So that's what I just mm-hmm. grew up on it. And so it just kind of just manifested itself into what I wrote. So basically that is, that's what it really was, is just growing up with murder mysteries and trying to figure it out and how did this person get away with it and when they thought they got away with it but they didn't. So And having that strong male character and my strong female lead and them working together to try to get this thing taken care of. Right. Yeah, Yeah. um, my mom loved Agatha Christie, and she oh, read yeah, all those books. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, Nancy Drew, I read all the Nancy Drew books, of course. Oh, um, oh gosh, yeah. But, <laughs> but it, it was, yeah. it was interesting because I, I never could figure out, like I'd, I'd see the movies for Agatha Christie and I, I might figure out who, but I would mm-hmm. never figure out how or why. Like, you know, it was like right. all these, I could figure out one of them, but I could mm-hmm. never. Right. And I thought that kind of storytelling was so fascinating Oh, right. Because you're weaving something together that's supposed to, you know, by the end of it, it's all supposed to look like this. And right. it's, it's, yeah, it's very cool. So, yeah, it sounds like you got pretty good schooling with all those shows. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> those summers of uh, Angela Lansbury helped me out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny to see her as Angela Lansbury, um, you know, like Jessica, uh, what is her name, Fletcher, because she yeah. was in um, gas. She was in gaslighting, you know, in the 1940s. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's and, right. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah. She was. She was a wicked character in that. So it's funny to see her. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. this lovely woman solving mysteries now. <laughs> exactly. She was killing people before. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you are. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> so you've you've got okay. So your very first book was of the Tomahawk series, correct? So the correct. very first one was tell me the tell me the title. The very first Tomahawk. Yes. I'm sorry. It, it, it that simply yes. title Tomahawk. Yeah. That's okay. The first one. Okay. So you have the very first Tomahawk series. Okay, of that one, mm-hmm. and then you have Cat's Claw, which is the second. And mm-hmm. then Jackknife, is Jackknife the third? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then now you have something different. So you have Bow and mm-hmm. Arrow that was just released yes. recently. Mm-hmm. And so tell yes. us about that series, because that's the first of um, that series. Yes. Um, Bow and Arrow is it's about a young woman by the name of Rainbow, nicknamed Bow. Okay. And she has... Kind of uh, what you would call like a gift and a curse, being able to speak to the dead and being able okay. to read minds. Um, and just her journey of knowing what people are thinking about her, um, uh-huh. knowing how <clears throat> I think in, I believe, like the first few pages, she sees her best friend being killed in, you know, in the okay. future. So now she's trying to figure out how she's going to save her friends with just limited glimpses of the future. So that's kind of how right. it basically starts. And she meets an awesome detective who is learning little by little of her, her gifts and her talents and basically, like she calls it, her curse, and how to mm-hmm. navigate of saving the, all these people around her still kind of keeping a secret and also trying not to fall in love with the detective also. So she has a lot on well, her plate. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So Something, she's you know, got a lot of stuff going on. A lot on. of stuff's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she's trying to first. Yes. Right. So what is your new series called? It's, it's this series is the bow and arrow series. Um, I'm, like okay. I said, I was, I'm currently writing two, going to probably be finished okay. for, at the end of this month. And it kind of goes into her gifts and why she has them and why this is happening to her and why she had to leave Nashville 
and trying to, again, trying to save the people that she loves and uh, mm-hmm. find her little brother. Her little brother was kidnapped when she was uh, okay. in high school. So now she's kind of going all over the United States. Yeah. And so you've got, you've got a cliffhanger in there. And I and I, oh, yeah. I will not read the um I will not read the review that says so because these people need to read to find out what the cliffhanger is, but um yeah. <laughs> I, it sounds like <laughs> um but you've got book two and do you have more plotted out or are you gonna do book three as well or more I I have like planned out a five book series for this one okay um nice just because and 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 it's funny because i've I've never done paranormal before and people actually liked it so i was like okay this is cool maybe i'll stick with this for a while but of course i can't stay too far away from my murder mystery stuff but i really want to dive into different genres and things like that kind of stretch your pen out i want to do a romance you know things like that where nobody dies because always somebody dies a buddy of mine was like, why did somebody have to die in every one of your books? And I'm sure. like, I don't know. Sure. But no one's going to die in the romance one. I want to try to keep everyone on this side of the grass on the next one. So, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could do romantic suspense. So you could have all the buildup of all the thriller stuff, but just nobody died. They yeah, might. Hopefully. So, they might. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. you got to read it to see if they die or not. So yeah. hopefully. Well, of course, the bad guys die. Oh, the bike guys We're okay always have to guy. go. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so five books, and you know, you've got all these wonderful stories. In how do you keep? You know, we've always, we've t- I've talked to a lot of authors about their technique of keeping characters um, and their just everything about your characters consistent. So in book one, mm-hmm. this person has you know, this color eyes, or they're this tall, they're also the same in book six, you know, so do you Mm -hmm. have, I mean, what is your system of this, of your story Bibling? Usually, because I I can't outline, that's, some people swear by it, I cannot outline, I'm just kind of like a firm believer that stories write themselves, Um, Mm -hmm. and these, these characters, like I said before, they're like people to me, I know them. Okay. So, and, you know, of course, you know, you know, when you have your minor characters, you know, you want to, and I have notebooks. I'm, I'm sitting on my bed right now and I have, I'm looking at three different notebooks right now. So, you know, you have uh-huh. your minor characters, you know, he's this tall, he's, you know, he likes this, he's this type of person. But usually that's my, my main characters. I know them inside and out. Okay. Okay. Yes. Do you have a separate uh, notebook for each book? Yes. Yes. They're all everywhere. (laughs) Because I already have book three. I already know what I'm doing with book three. So book three is okay. It's pretty much done in my head. I know exactly where I want to go. So, um, I'll write something in it. You know, like I like you know you hear somebody say something, be like, oh, that's what so and so would say, and I'll write it down, or you know things like that, or this is you know this is what he would wear, or names, you know this would be his girlfriend's Mm -hmm. name, and things like that. So I have like I said my that is covered with planners and my Bible and <laughs> notebooks. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you carry something with you to write down? Um, like so you hear somebody say something or use a certain name or oh, you yeah. see a certain situation do you, and you just have like, you pull from uh, those notes. You have that with you? Yes. I have, I have a, <laughs> a notebook in my purse, one in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my husband has to kick one off his side of the couch. I mean, it's they're everywhere. 
like I went to Target and bought another one. I have so many notebooks. It's it's right. like a sickness. You have to pray for me about that yeah. because it's like I have them everywhere. Well, you're gonna have to send those same prayers to me because I, you know, at the end of when it's school, you know, back to school and everybody's been in school oh, a couple of yeah. weeks and Target's like trying to clear everything out because oh, yeah. you know now they're trying to get all the Halloween stuff up, right? And they're selling no, right. you know, spiral notebooks for twenty five cents. I'm like, and eh, we'll oh, just yeah. pick ten of those, you know. Yeah, well, I'll just I'll have a whole bunch. They're everywhere, and I'll like and I'll lose it, and then I have to buy another one. And then, but a friend of mine was telling me she said she was like, Erica, please. It's 2020. Just say it in your phone. Put it in, your, you know, and I'm like, oh, I could, huh? But it's something about that. I just still write it down. She was like, just say it in your phone. You know, yeah, you know, I, I, like, I like the tactile. I like the tactile, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I just, you know, I just like to write it. I yeah. don't know. It's something about that. Yeah. I, type, I type out my books. I have a buddy of mine that writes, she writes hers out. And I don't know how she does it. Uh-huh. And then she types it. I can't do that. Wow. It just, it just, I just, wow. no, that's not going to happen. Huh. <laughs> that's, wow. That's, that's too much work. Well, I have somebody who's called in. Hold on one second. Okay. Hello, Miss Unique. How are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so Erica and I are, um, we're, we're admitting our, our notebook addictions right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I did hear some of that. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Bad. So Miss Unique has brought me two fabulous, uh, for those of you who don't know, Miss Unique has brought me two fabulous authors last week and this week, Miss Sonia and then Miss Erica this week. Um, and so thank you so much for reaching out and, and, having, these la- and having ladies on the show. Um, so Eric, um, Erica, tell me, so you've got uh, your Bow and Arrow series, you're doing that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to go up to book five. And then mm-hmm. you do you have it, do you know where you're going to go after that? I know you've got a lot of ideas, but I mean, right. let, let me back up a little bit. With your with your schedule, I know you work a nine to five, and and yeah. you write in the evenings. Do you have like do you go by okay? I'm going to write this chapter tonight, or I'm going to write this many words tonight. Do you, how do you I, you know I, how do you do it? I I usually go by scenes. Um, okay, I want to write this scene tonight. And I end up usually doing about two or three, but usually that's how I don't use I try not to worry too much about word count because when you get into that, then you're just putting in fillers. And I just, I've never been that person. And I'm a, yeah. a huge fan of Stephen King. Huge. Okay. Just bought his new book, If It Bleeds, yesterday. Seriously, big fan. Mm-hmm. But he will talk about the, the sun rising. It would take him three pages to do that. And mm-hmm. it almost takes you out of the story, mm-hmm. but hey, it's Stephen King. So yeah. I try not to, I take, I try to see my writing as Quentin Tarantino, where he is okay. deep dialogue, but a lot of action. Mm-hmm. So that's how yeah. I try it's to very see fast. myself as yeah, it's very fast. And like James Patterson, James Patterson may have like a four-page chapter. I kind of write like him in that sense, but I'm more Tarantino. I like to give you a lot of dialogue. I want you to know my characters and then throw uh-huh. action in. There's action going on. There's right. always something going on. 
So, again, I try to write scenes, and I, like I said, I don't, I don't try to worry too much about word count, but just scenes, getting to the next step. I like to do steps. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And what flows? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've yeah. all been there. It's like, okay, this scene I figure is going to take, you know, I'm guessing it's probably going to be an entire chapter, and you end up, you know, yeah. plotting it out, and then you write it. And, yeah, it may, but when you go back and edit it, it's like, oh, well, maybe it's only six pages instead of 15. Exactly. You know, because, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So it, have you had people say, okay, I really like your books, but where did you get these ideas? Like, and they're looking at you like, is something wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the time. No, it's it, because, like I said, it goes back to, you know, me and my brother watching just, you know, action films and, and, you know, my friends are just like, golly, Erica, why does someone have to die? Like every single time, like so, there's something horrible happening to somebody. And it's just, it, it, I think I want readers to be emotionally attached, you know, with, yeah. with, what what they're going through, I want it to be an experience. You know what I mean? And and of course, you know, we all read. It's a it's a form of entertainment, and it's uh, I like to push a little bit, not too hard for mm-hmm. everyone. Like my mom and my dad need to fire over me or nothing, not that bad. But I like to push <laughs> a little bit just to see where mm-hmm. um, I can basically work work. You know, how far can I push this thing? You know, uh, you know, or people because there's people there's different people for everything in this world. People make the, the world go around and just mm-hmm. different aspects of, of the personality. And I'm sure you as a writer also, you know, we people watch. Everybody's not like yeah. them. You're not going to, you're not going to, um, you wanna, even you and I, we saw a car accident. You and I could probably come up with two different, you know, who who's at fault. That's just people. Mm-hmm. So I just like to see right. the different, mean you're facing it out horrible yeah right no you're facing it out a little bit oh I'm sorry can you hear me okay yeah yeah okay there you are yeah Um, I just yeah you're right yeah Mm -hmm. with with the the personal experiences because it's it's I think that publishing especially after this past year or more I know that there's been a lot of discussion and and some things have kind of exploded over the Mm -hmm. past a few years, especially in in romance genre, and, and then it kind of right. bled over to some others. But um, about own voices and having those different right. experiences and different kinds mm-hmm. of um, of characters, and you know, and I think that it it just paints such a rich tapestry for right. all of us to, like you're saying, I'm going to look at something and go, oh, well, it would be this, and someone else is going to go, well. It could be this. And it's like, oh, yeah, it could be, you know. It's right. just, it's really fun. And I think that's what's so great mm-hmm. about having so many different kinds of writers. And I don't mean, oh, yeah. you know, necessarily color or religion um, or, mm-hmm. you know, who you love. I think it's just ideas, you know, and, right. and stories and how people are saying it. So um, I love that. I love that, you know, you yeah. you put that in there. We all have our own um take on it all um, oh yeah and that's huge that's a big deal mm-hmm. Be- oh yeah because you're going to have somebody come up to you and go i am so glad you wrote this character because i see myself you know exactly as this person exactly mm-hmm. and i think that's always important so what mm-hmm. is something you've said you wanted to write romance is there mm-hmm. is there any particular kind of 
story that you've always like a, like a romantic story? Have you ever wanted to to uh, pull into your books, whether it be strictly romance or if it be like romantic elements? I mean, is there do you have one in mind that you'd want to have in there? I do, honestly, and I've been kind of like it's ping-ponging in my head a little bit. I just really, because mm-hmm. you never really, really see an African-American couple with no mm-hmm. struggle. It's like, you know, nobody's on drugs, nobody's a drug dealer, mm-hmm. no one's, you know, it's just just a love story, just something mm-hmm. different. It's pure guy meets girl, girl falls in love mm-hmm. with guy. Of course, there's going to be a little bit of struggle there. There's going to be misunderstanding because that's how a story is told. But um, sure, I just want to. I, I I can't remember the quote. It was you know if you go to the library and there's a book that you want to find and it's not there, you write it. And so mm-hmm. that I kind mm-hmm. of took it. I kind of took that to task. Like hold my beer. Let me go ahead and get this done. So <laughs> <laughs> you know let me let me get this one. I got this one. Hold my beer. So. Yeah, that's what, and you never really see those that representation a lot mm-hmm. um, of just just a, just a, a simple what my mom calls syrup, like a hallmark. I really want to go real syrup, you know, real love on something like mm-hmm. this, you know, a hallmark movie. I like those. I I actually like those movies, you know, because it's it's very simple. And you feel good after you watch them. You feel great after you're just like, right. I got to find somebody to love after I see this. I got to hug somebody when I see that after I right. see this movie. And I really wanted to, you know, just kind of venture into that. I don't know how long I'll stay there, but I just, I just sure. want to just test it out, test the waters. Well, sure. I mean, I think every, yeah. you know, love is the core of human existence. I mean, you know, exactly. why wouldn't anybody fall in love and and it's interesting you bring that up about not having the struggle and not making it for lack of a better word stereotypical of what people would perceive a a certain group would have or a certain couple would have um i was i interviewed an author years ago and she had a book that had um a teenager but she was like 19 and she Mm -hmm. falls in love and it was this it was a popular series for her and I was at a book signing with her and she had some this young woman came up who's probably about 15 or 16 and she said Mm -hmm. I really love that series but I don't understand why you had to have them have sex and um the Mm -hmm. author said and she got this look on her face like oh yeah here we go again and um, she said well because every book I ever read when I was growing up, that any time a girl had sex, she got pregnant. And she's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't. And this, this young woman right. was like, but, but, you know. And so the author wasn't going to back off. And, but she was very polite about Good for it. Her. And, um, so, Good for her. But it was one of those things of, you know what? Not everything ends up like this. So, right. you know, telling that right. different story is important. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very important. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got all these stories in your head, and you've got your full-time job. And do you sleep? <laughs> um, I I sleep horribly, but it's not because of that. I just I'm one of those types of people. I could function off of like a, a solid four hours of sleep. I've always been that way. Nice. It's just it's wow. horrible. It's horrible. I know, but it's just I'm my mind is all. I'm one of those type of people. Like, you know, like the second before you go to sleep, like you're nodding off, mm-hmm. you're nodding off, and you're like, oh, shoot, did I 
did I get my shoes out? Where are my shoes? I gotta get these shoes out so for my outfit tomorrow. And then I'm up, look in my closet, like okay, I got the shoes. Okay, I go back to. Oh gosh, did I do this, that, and the third? Oh gosh, did I do? I'm that person. So and then like yeah. around, you know, around one o'clock, I'm like, okay, I gotta go to bed. That's it. And so opposed opposed to my husband, who could fall asleep during a conversation. If the man is tired, he's done. I I envy him because if he's tired, he'll be the first one that's just like, okay, babe, I love you. I'm going to bed. And he's out. That's it. I'm out. Like a light. No no conversation. I love you. Good night. And that's it. And he's through. And he's refreshed. And he's brilliant and cute as a button. When he wakes up, me, I look like I got hit by a car. How did you get hit by a car in the bed? I don't know, but that's how it happens for me. And that's it. Yeah. So that's it. with with all of the 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 um, stories you you tell and everything, you give yourself downtime. And I know you read. What are some of your mm-hmm. favorite? Who are some of your favorites? You said Stephen King. You said James Patterson. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, definitely. So who else do you love to read? I love. Sandra Brown. Sandra Brown okay. is just like, and no knocking Sandra Brown because I'm a fan, huge. Her books are very formula, bad guy, right? But he's kind of good, you know what I mean? He's the bad boy, yet a very professional woman. They fall in love on some crazy circumstances, like the weirdest, craziest stuff that could happen, and they fall in love, and you believe it. That's what sure. that's what makes me just because you believe it. You know what I mean? It's just like stuff that, like, I think, what's the last one? I think, what's it? What is the name of that book? I can see the cover. But anyhow, basically, the guy's a pilot. He crashes the plane. The lady's a doctor, and she's, like, super smart, and he's, like, this rogue, and they fall in love, and you're just like, yep, I could believe that. Yep. Sandra Brown wrote it. (laughs) So I I believe it. So I love Sandra Brown. Anything that she writes. I'm on top of it. Um, who else? I like Dean Koontz because I like to be scared. I like okay. Stephen King and Dean Koontz. Um, just for the simple fact, I think when you could, I, for me, I think I, I don't think I'll ever try horror because uh-huh. horror is objective anyway. But I think when I read, I think Under the Dome by Stephen King, I was in an airport. Uh-huh full of people, and I don't know if you know the plot of Under the Dome. It's a town that was basically got caught under a dome. They can't get out. And uh-huh. I'm reading this book in an in a airport full of people, and I felt claustrophobic. When you oh, can make a reader okay. feel that way, you're awesome. That's why he's the best. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm going to write like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you read the book on writing that he has? About writing, I've I've read excerpts from it. Yes, yeah, you know I was reading it and it was it was a lot of as he's explaining how his his upbringing was and everything. I'm going, oh, okay, I get why he writes this. Um, right. But it was funny because I was up in Maine visiting a friend of mine years ago, and really? it was um, I didn't appreciate how absolutely unpopulated Maine is. It's, there's like a million people right. in the state. I don't think there's much more than that. <laughs> right. And most live near the coast. So mm-hmm. we're driving from Lewiston, Maine, back to basically Camden, Maine. And we hit, I think, two stoplights in two hours. 
Um, really? There are no, yeah, there's no um, street lights at all. Oh. And they don't paint, yeah, and they don't have reflective paint on the, on the, uh, on the road. Yeah, and um, it was that's raining. That's horrifying in itself. Oh, yeah, and, that's horrifying and in so itself. so my friend, right, right, and so we're driving, and my friend, she, she was going through cancer treatment, so she's tired, and she's like, yeah, you know, they don't have reflective paint. She goes, I don't think you're on the right side of the road. I said, no, I, I don't know, you know, because I don't want to hug the road. Because she's like, yeah, right. you got to be careful because the moose could come out. <laughs> We're going to die. There's going to be a clown that. that's going to come out. <laughs> like, and, and there's no moon. And I'm thinking, no, and this not. is how Stephen not. King came up with all this weird stuff, you know. So, yeah, yeah. it's. it's <laughs> yeah, that's so it. I'm like, and I'm alive. So there. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. He made it. He's a survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that book, yeah, his book is, is for anybody, even if they're not a big Stephen King fan, the on right. writing is, is really a fun read because it just basically mm-hmm. tells you to just get out of your own way and right. write it. Um, were yeah. you able to, were you able to do that for yourself initially or were you like, well, okay, I'm not sure. What made you like step out of your own way just and write it? I don't think I really have um to be honest with you I think (laughs) I I think with any person that is creative we kind of struggle with a bit of self-doubt um sure and I think with me personally it was like you know I'll write something and I'm thinking it's like the best thing on the planet the -hmm. next day I read it and I'm just like, oh my god, like this is trash. Like, like how did I like what? I'm that person. I'm that person. So I have learned to read. Like, if I stop somewhere, I would just read like the last paragraph and then start and mm-hmm. start from there. Because then I'll start changing stuff. I'll start poking at stuff. Right. And Unique right. will tell you she'll be like, Erica, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Just I like it. Leave it alone. Stop. Because I'm always. Mm-hmm poking at it like no I, I think I should do it that no no and it's always that kind of second guessing but you know sure. after a while you're just like okay you know what this is it you know you get I always get to that point it's just like okay I read it there's a simple thing okay let me go back over here and I'll try to fix it to the best that you know you know of course you got to cover those plot holes and try to figure out stuff sure. but for the most part it's just like I get tired. It's just like, okay, this is it. Yeah. This is it, for real. Seriously, seriously, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to touch it anymore. I'm done with it. So, yeah, I still battle with the self-doubt <laughs> and trying to get it clean and, think, you know, for my editor, try to get it cleaned up. But for the most part, I still battle. I'm still fighting it. Sure. So. So, Unique, yeah. so do you have a – do you have, like, you give them their, their, your blessing to say, okay, it's done, don't touch it anymore? <laughs> Do you have something that you tell them? Well, Erica is, um, please don't write anything else. Please don't touch it. Please don't reread it. Yeah. Because like she just said. Oh, reread it. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't reread it. Mm -hmm. We're done with it. Leave it alone. Because otherwise, we're never going to get the story. We'll Mm -hmm. never get that story Mm -hmm. because she is one. But that doesn't sound right. Yes, it does, Erica. But that doesn't sound right. Oh, this is this is like Erica. It's good. It's good. Please leave it alone. So you have to tell her, 
Don't reread it. When she type in, don't reread it. Right. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Send it to send it to the editor. Let them do their part, and let's get this on Amazon, please. She's yes. there's, she did not tell one lie at all. There was no lies told <laughs> for real. That's how I am. That that's true. All true, huh? Very true. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, you guys awesome, are so much fun. Awesome Thank you. Writer. She's an awesome. Writer. <laughs> yeah. She's very she's a she's an awesome writer. She just stands in her own way. Yeah. Well, she yeah. stands. In I her think own a lot way. of us will do it. Yeah. Yeah. But she's I think don't. Way. I mean, don't she's you have projects do. that you're like, this is this is it. I'm good. I'm walking away. I'm good. And other ones you're like, oh, maybe. You know, it, oh, yeah. the balance shifts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's stuff that I'll have that I've you know I wrote a couple chapters to, and I haven't read it in like a year. And then I'll read mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good. Look at me. Like, I totally <laughs> forgot about it. Like, oh, here I am. I've arrived. And then I'll start writing on it and be like, this is trash. Like, I can't even do this. Oh, like, see, what was I thinking about? <laughs> she, she just said it, Patricia. That's the problem. If she, if it's something yeah. that she hasn't written in years, she goes back, and she's like, oh, this is good. But if she starts to mm-hmm. add to it, that's where our problem is. Yeah, she's gonna be like, oh, uh-huh. none of this is good. And she's gonna she's gonna send it to me. Then she's gonna be like, but I don't like it. I'm like, Erica yeah. is good. But don't you think <laughs> Erica is good? No, but we need to do. So. I said, Erica is good. Yeah, like, but she, well, and I think yeah, I think we all need that person. Yeah, yeah, and she's my person because if if yeah. you remember, unique, I didn't like bow and arrow. I didn't no, like it. Didn't. I nope. didn't like it. She made me publish her. that. Yeah, I she said, made me publish it. This is a good book. And she's like, but but it doesn't. I say, Erica, this is a good book. <laughs> this is awesome. And then what happened? When she published it, people just started getting this book. And she's like, oh, my God, look at the reviews. I'm saying, yeah, I told you. This is a good book. Yeah. <laughs> I do but that I'm every so time. And there you are. But I'm so upset <laughs> with her because um, I'm still waiting on part two. I'm going. I'm moving mm. as fast as, as as I possibly can. We're in a pandemic. Well, that's my excuse right now. No, but no, <laughs> no, I am. It's, it's just, hard I to think, write with all the chaos. It really is. Yeah, I think no. With me, it's I think it's um how I've been working. So I'm a person that writes at night. I, that's where I uh-huh. it just comes. But I have to I have to go to work. <laughs> Because five yeah. o'clock in the morning yeah. comes real fast, so that's what that's that's what kills me. I did my best writing. I used to work at Enterprise, and if I ever get famous, mm-hmm. I'm really going to tell this story. When I worked at Enterprise, I worked from ten to six in the morning, and mm-hmm. I was able to write. I would sit in my little booth, and I I wrote two books because I was up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. just writing. But it's just yep. like this time it's like a quarter to eight. And I'm like, okay, if I write tonight, if I start writing, I'm not probably going to be done to about three, and I have to go to work. Yeah. So that's what, right? It, you know how it it takes over. It just you're in a you're yeah. walking through a whole another world, and it's exciting because you don't really you know what's going to happen, but you really don't know what's going to happen. So it's an, it's a very sure. exciting feeling. So it's just I have to pace myself. I have to remember I have to pace myself. I know. 
I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that note, I will let you go because I know you have to go create some brilliance <laughs> this evening before otherwise Unique's going to come whip my butt. <laughs> and mine too. Come on. <laughs> yes, and yours. So no more yes. distractions this evening. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies, for being on today. Thank, Thank you, you so for much having, having us. us. Thank you. Absolutely. So if you've been listening, this is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and I've been talking to author Erica Hale. She is the author of the Tomahawk series and the new Bow and Arrow series. You can find all of that on on Amazon. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram, and all of those links are in the write-up of the show. Please come back when you have uh, new projects out. I want to talk to you some more. Sure will, definitely. Thank you. Absolutely. And this has been Patricia W. Fisher. Everybody stay safe and keep on reading. Thank you so much. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. 